0: So yesterday in the fast lane, John Manson from a sea dot com opined that you know, just schematically, obviously, there's more upside with Caden Salter, a quarterback for Liberty. And that's not a shock to anybody. We've said that before as well here in the fast lane and on our insane radio dot com fast takes looking at the Liberty Flames. But there is there is another angle to this. The the schematic angle, which may be the one that ultimately wins out, and that's why I think it's about a coin flip right now, uh, maybe slightly in favor of Jonathan Bennett, who gets an odd at Liberty at Game 1 uh, against Western Kentucky, or excuse me, against Bowling Green this coming Saturday, noon kickoff from Liberty University. But a, a lot of it for me and how I see how a guy like Jonathan Bennett could get it goes back to what Willie Corn had mentioned when he met with the media a couple of weeks ago. And this was before Jamie Chadwell kind of unveiled how they were last week, and that is a lot of this offensive scheme is a mentally taxing thing for the Liberty Flames. At the quarterback, we put a lot on their play from a mental standpoint in terms of handling checks and handling audibles, um, and then the option phases that we have built into our run game. It takes time, and it takes uh, reps. It takes time. It takes reps. We put a lot on the quarterback mentally in terms of handling checks. This is less about people, and I know, oh, you're going to say Jonathan Bennett is smarter than Caden Salter. Um, I honestly don't know enough about them grades-wise to be able to make that proclamation. Uh, raw upside-wise, I mean, one of them is a former four-star quarterback who was in the SEC, and clearly had the skill set to compete there. It was just multiple off-the-field incidents, most notably marijuana tests, uh, drug tests that have been failed, that got him the boot from Tennessee. But, assuming he's cleaned himself up enough to be eligible for Liberty, then... Yeah, I mean, there's a chance there. But the other part is this. When you combine what's going on the quarterbacks mentally with the unusual nature of Liberty's preseason leading up to it, this is where a guy like Jonathan Bennett makes a lot of sense for Liberty at quarterback.
1: This camp felt like it was forever um you know probably I, I, it wasn't the hardest camp as far as from just practice but just all the different things it, it felt like we were here four months you know and so i had to get my haircut it has
0: so much gray showing. jamie Chadwell, and again that was last week when he was speaking on the nature of camp and there's a lot of ways you can read into this when you read into the fact of what the coaching staff wants to do schematically Caden Salter is the guy that comes to mind he has more upside you can do more with him running the football and frankly he's got a very live arm as people would say but when you factor how unusual things have been for Liberty the fact that this has been a new scheme change combined with the tragic passing of Taj Boyd almost four weeks ago. And now getting ready for a team more firmly in the throes of game week, if you're Liberty, preparing for Bowling Green on Saturday at noon, that sometimes you go with the devil you know as opposed to the devil you don't know. And so that's where the addition of a guy like Jonathan Bennett makes sense. From a what-they-bring-to-the-table perspective, athletically, I honestly don't think it's all that close. Jonathan Bennett does not have the athletic upside of a guy like Caden Salter. But he does bring a level of stability and the untold story to this, Trey, and it goes back to what Phil Steele said about a month ago in the fast lane, is Liberty has one of the softest schedules in the entire country, outside the top 120 in strength of schedule. I trust their coaching staff quite a bit to be able to have the scheme in place, to have a team ready, and to be able to have this team prepared, certainly more so than uh, Bowling Green. Because if you look at the history of Jamie Chadwell or his Bowling Green head coach Scott Leffler would once to or wants to call him. I know uh, Jamie uh, Caldwell coming from um, um, from Carolina is going to do a great job at that uh, at uh, Liberty, uh, great scheme. Jamie Caldwell, Trey, does that hearken you back to your time in Blacksburg, where Scott Leffler was the offensive coordinator, and maybe now. Answering many questions that Hokies fans had had for years of, why did this thing not work out?
1: Yeah, he really didn't call well. Um, yeah. ha <laughs> uh, Yeah. Don't get me started on Scott Leffler. Um, but yeah, I, I, I personally think uh, that that was funny, but he's done a lot. Whoa, Trey. Maybe, just
0: when you're asked to speak, maybe it I'm just getting, goes awry. got
1: a water bottle. Give me one second.
0: Yes, Trey. Just, All right. Are you ready now? Can you handle this? I
1: think so. My pipes might be ready. All right, I I personally think that Liberty, you know, should should be able to handle Bowling Green. Bowling Green is a really good first test for them in Conference USA. But you know, but y- you think about it, uh, Bowling Green has been able to show improvement. Uh, I believe they made a bowl game last year with Scott Leffler. Um, didn't they beat they beat Minnesota last year? I believe it was last year. It might have been two years ago. So, we'll see. But we know uh, their offense will stall out at some point, and I trust Jamie Chadwell's offense will not stall out.
0: For Liberty, that's a big part of it. And it ultimately comes down to the trust you have in the coaching staff. And we've seen Jamie Chadwell, 99-27, his career record as a head coach, Trey. You give him a clear benefit of the doubt, whereas a team like Bowling Green just really hasn't garnered that based on what we've seen so far for the majority of the Scott Leffler tenure. And that is a big part of why... If you're looking at this, and yes, we'll get to the point spread, which is around 12 in our votes of confidence later this week. But if you're just looking at this from what you believe is going to happen right now, again, if Liberty keeps it down the fairway, so to speak, with the talent they have on offense, a coaching staff that knows what they're doing and has a consistent history of proving they know what they're doing offensively, that you would believe that Liberty, maybe they don't cover the point spread of 12, but they could easily get a victory and be in control of this game against Bowling Green and position themselves to where they have time to figure out what they have at quarterback and the quarterback that gives them the best chance of that is Jonathan Bennett and the quarterback that's more susceptible you would think not by a lot, but barely is Caden Salter to making those mistakes. Now Bennett had his times last year where he made some. Bennett also had moments last year where he was very reliable and good, but if you're talking about all those circumstances, Does Liberty need much more than to be efficient to have a chance to get a victory this coming Saturday against Bowling Green in the season opener?
1: Yeah, I think think what's going to happen in the season opener is basically they'll probably have a slow start and they'll figure out the quarterback situation. And as time goes on, the talent will win out. I mean, this is your first conference game, and I think Bowling Green will be motivated to, you know, probably feels a little disrespect that Liberty's coming into this conference and viewed as, like, one of the clear favorites. And Bowling Green had a really good year last year and is looking to improve. So it it should be... I think we're going to have a first half that's close. So, like, if I, you know... I will not give my full vote of confidence, but if I gave my first, let's say I'll give my first half vote of confidence, I might take Bowling Green in the first half and then Liberty to pull away late. That's where I'm leaning at this point. Uh, my guess, if we're going to talk quarterbacks, is Jonathan Bennett is starting, Caden Solter gets in. I lean to the fact that as Caden Solter learns this offense better, more, he might become the, solter, the starter because talent
0: typically wins out. In these situations? Well, and like we mentioned, as much as there's a reliability factor and coaches often, a guy that we're scheduled to have on tomorrow, Michael Lombardi, GM Shuffle podcast host and former NFL executive, has often called it the bus driver, if you will. The guy that knows how to get you from one spot to the next, the reliable player. That a lot of times coaches favor that even if it's not the right decision long term. For Liberty, I actually think it makes sense in the short term to take that approach because of the chaos they've had going forward. But oftentimes, those weaknesses do get exposed over the course of the season. And if that ends up happening, and we have seen moments where the physical limitations of Jonathan Bennett come out, then at that point, you have the avenue to go with a guy like Caden Salter and say, All right, this is your team. This is your chance. We thought the benefit was Bennett was the guy. He looked better in the preseason, but you've looked good enough that we're going to entrust you. If either of them gets the start, it really doesn't surprise me. The only thing that I would say would shock me, Trey, is if Trey Logan's the start at quarterback, or Nate Hampton, whose name has not been mentioned at all. Those would be the two things that will go, whoa, where did this thing come from? But the rest of it, I can easily make a case for either one. I know in this profession, you're supposed to be convicted in your case, in your opinion, no matter what. But again, I see both sides to this. It, it, now, I don't see Trey Lowe and I don't see Nate Hampton getting the start at quarterback. Nobody's mentioned them. In, in reality, neither one seems to have fit the description, and if you've been a limited amount of time, I might add. But at Liberty practices, they don't seem to have been the guys that have gotten the reps with the first team, at least on a consistent basis. But in terms of commanding the stretches and warm-ups, Jonathan Bennett, commanding the huddle of the team in the locker room, Jonathan Bennett. Having the knowledge of how to do that and the presence of mind, Jonathan Bennett. Now, Caden Salter a little more soft-spoken doesn't mean that at some point his ability to play doesn't win out, but that's where I would ultimately lean to Jonathan Bennett with the fact that I wouldn't mortgage the house on it by any means.
1: So, Grayson McCall, 207.6 in 2021 is the third highest all-time Actually, it's currently the highest passing efficiency in the history of college football because uh, the two ahead of him are both Caleb Williams and Sam Hartman from this year, so that can't be set yet. Um, just just to show this type of offense. Uh, you know where Grayson McCall also ranks on this list? Uh, he ranks 19th all-time on this list. That was his 2020 season. So that just show- And he also ranks 74th on this list, and that was his last season. So uh, I just want to point, Grace McCall is not maybe the most, I don't want to say talented player, but the most physically gifted player, I think is a good way to put it. But as long as you're very efficient, this offense is going to be really good and really efficient. And I think Jonathan Bennett can do that. I think Caden Salter's upside is going to be pretty great because you could argue Salter might even be more talented than Grace McCall. Um, But... I think, I think personally, that it's probably going to be JB. Then it'll be some Caden Salter. And here's the crazy idea, folks. Liberty's not going to be the only school in this country, week one, that's playing two quarterbacks. Two big schools that we'll probably see later in the year, Ohio State and Alabama, are going to play two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks, in Alabama's case, in their first game of the year because the quarterback situation is not filled out and unlike the NFL in in high school football, there's no preseason to kind of really figure out who a starter is. The only time you get in-game action is the first game of the season. So I I think if you're Jamie Chadwell, he knows who's starting but I would not be shocked if the other guy gets the start or gets playing time and it shifts throughout the year because I think the quarterback situation here at Liberty was fluid last season. Probably it's what cost them a couple games. It's it's going to be fluid for the first part of this season until they get it set. I wouldn't be shocked if it's fluid throughout the year. Um, Personally, just because of watching both guys last year, they both had ups and downs. I think the highs for Salter were better and the lows for Salter were worse than just Jonathan Bennett, but both had highs and lows and were inconsistent. And I think we'll see ultimately if... I, I, I believe this. If Caden Salter cannot stay consistent, then Jonathan Bennett will be the starter and they will have an efficient offense. If Caden Salter can be con- fish, can be can be consistent in terms of limiting his lows, their offense can probably reach another level, probably compete with, Western Kentucky, in terms of offense, because that's the only game that you have concern in conference is where they might need to outscore an opponent, is that Western Kentucky game, because Western Kentucky has one of the best offenses in the country.
0: It is a big challenge for a team like Liberty to be able to fill this out in terms of what they're actually going to do this week. They know it, which does make a difference for Liberty and their objective in trying to actually win this game on Saturday. But that doesn't mean there aren't really a level of concern that you don't have that maybe there's a situation that transpires beyond that and becomes even bigger. But, you know, it was predictable when Jamie Chaball met with the media today because he addressed the fact that, and this should come as a shock to nobody, but the offense is now in a more comfortable spot this week than last week when the news was first announced.
1: I think we're making progress. Uh, obviously, when you're playing an opponent, you, you know, you're know you putting your game plans in. There's, so the, the plays might not be that much different, but there's uh, there's intricacies that you have to, whether it's a certain checks or some of those things. So we've been uh, trying to do as much as we can there to get them uh, as comfortable. We're, uh, we're way better than we were last week. Uh, not where we want to be yet for that, but um, that's why you practice.
0: Jamie Chabwell. I mean, predictable coaches are going to say that. They're never going to say, oh, we're ready to play this game now because by nature, they're paranoid. and They're always looking for some kind of edge where they can improve their team. But by and large, again, with this team, Liberty, I think, has the pieces. And some of this, tray, it's not rocket science here, but when a team figures out who the starter is, at least they can prepare themselves for what they need to do within the context of the offense and I think you really you hit it well again with the idea of Jonathan Bennett the highs versus the lows there were moments where the offense stalled out under Bennett and he made his mistakes but they weren't as prevalent in terms of bad decisions as a Caden Salter but the high moments were not as high there as well and eventually if you can coach the bad out coaches believe they can you can be able to go with the higher upside guy I just have my doubts that Liberty's there right now We are there at the end of the show, but we are back tomorrow afternoon. Bud Foster and Michael Lombardi set to step into the fast lane.